Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today, we're going to be talking about the CCR we've been reading recently, uh, just for fun. No requirements or anything, which is always nice. Um, That's Cooney's favorite kind of reading. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. She's not into assigned reading at all. No, no, poor (laughs) Cooney. She's just a rebel. (laughs) Without a cause. So I have two, and Narelle had said she had two. How many do you have, Valerie? Three. Ooh, well, then I guess you get to go first. Yeah, I guess I'm an overachiever. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm going to blame it. Can you blame overachieving on something? Uh, I'm going to blame it on the fact that I've been reading Christmas stuff, and there's a lot of novellas in Christmas. Um, So I am currently in a multi-author box set called Once Upon a Starry Night. And, of course, I had to read what my (laughs) fellow friends in the box set um their their stories so just a heads up that the uh, box set is going away at the very beginning of january and cooney's going away right now um, so <laughs> it, it is a box set that you want to read you should snag it asap anyways the first one that i want to mention from that box set is um dan thompson's story let me hold you We'll give this one an honorable mention because uh, it, because it's fun and um, because Jan's take on Christmas stories is Southern, right? She she lives in Florida currently, but she's uh, lived in Georgia for many years. So this story takes place in Atlanta and Levi's girlfriend has just broke up with him uh, a few months back now. And so he, enli- he enlists the help of his best friend, Maggie, to snag him a date with this chef, Prasithia, that he has his eye on, who doesn't seem to really be noticing him, but should obviously be noticing him because because apparently he's awesome. Um, So Maggie agrees because Levi's her very good friend and she, but she is of course secretly crushed because she has been in love with Levi for a couple of years now and now she thought she might get her chance Mm -hmm. now that this other relationship has uh, fallen apart and now she's supposed to help him snag some other girl. So she's kind of like giving her notice um, at the uh, Christmas Village in Midtown Chapel, Atlanta, because she cannot bear to see Levi be happy with someone else. But, um, you know, I mean, it's a Christmas novella. So how do you think that one's going to turn out? (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, kind of a fun new story from Jan Thompson for anybody who's been watching for those. Is it tied into any of her existing series? Um, Kind of. Um, She does have one previous Christmas story and you would ask me that sorry (laughs) Um, and I don't remember the title it has joy I think in the title and this is kind of a spin-off from that it's not you definitely don't need to have read um, anything else to uh, to appreciate this one I mean there's references to people that you may know but it doesn't really matter so yeah Yeah. Narelle what you got 
Well, I'm going to deviate away from Christmas for my first one <laughs> and talk about a surprise wedding for the cowboy by Valerie. Oh, I'll write, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might. So when we did our Montana episode last month, we sort of I went through this list of all these cowboy series that Valerie mm-hmm. has. So this time I'm actually going to focus on one book, which is the first book in the Sweet River Ranch romance series. And book two is also available, but of course I haven't written down the title. So Valerie, what's the name of the second one? A jilted bride for the cowboy. That's it. A jilted bride for the cowboy. All right. So we'll go back to the surprise wedding. And this one has Tate as a hero. So if you've read the Easter and Gilead books, and if you've read Valerie's book, Her Her Unlikely Hero, which has Connor as a hero who plays Jesus in the Passion Play, Tate was the friend of Connor who led him to Christ. And there's her unlikely (laughs) heroes on the screen for you right now. So that's a fabulous story. And I was quite intrigued by Tate's character. And, I mean, I really like it when you read characters. (laughs) And here we go, a surprise wedding for the cowboy. We have everything on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you can duck over at the beginning and have a look at the beautiful covers. But anyway, so Tate was a side character in her unlikely hero. Mm -hmm. And what's happened, he's from Chicago and he's almost a billionaire And I say almost because his grandfather could be a billionaire Mm -hmm. but has never been defined as being a billionaire, but he's definitely a multi-multi-millionaire, very rich. And so Tate's grandfather has a stack of grandsons (laughs) and he decides to buy this um, failing guest ranch in Montana near Jewel Lake. So if you read Valerie's books, you know that Jewel Lake is very close to where she did the geocaching book. So it's all in the same region of all the cowboy books. So you'll reunite with characters you've met before, including um, Stephanie, who's the heroine in this one. So um, Tate is a newly um, guardian of his um, young nephew and his older brother and sister-in-law sadly passed away in an accident and that's why he has his toddler who he's got no skills of looking after a toddler and suddenly he's effectively a single dad Mm -hmm. and then grandpa tells him okay so he works for the family business off you go you're going to this ranch in Montana and living there for a while and fixing it so you can imagine how thrilled he is at this and the story opens with him doing a road trip with the toddler in tow with no idea how to look after a toddler and yes so you can imagine how well that's going for him and then we have Stephanie now she is now I can't I didn't write down which book she was in but her ex-boyfriend is a pastor who's marrying one of her friends now which book is Stephanie from Valerie Amethyst Attraction that's it I knew it was in the the, in the geocaching series yeah I couldn't remember which one. I didn't have time to go back and check. So poor Stephanie has her parents who are just there. I think they're elders in the church and they're just so disappointed in her because she's failed to catch this um, pastor guy who they think would be the perfect husband for her. But, of course, he's not. And so she's got this wedding coming up with the ex-boyfriend who's the pastor getting married and she's single and beside herself about all this. And so she gets slightly desperate and decides to dip her toes into the world of online dating. And so she lines up this date and she does it out of town so no one will know what's going on. The problem is it's an absolute disaster. And so her disaster and Tate's disasters land into a disaster together and that kicks off the story. (laughs) And, um, of course, Stephanie is also from um, Jewel Lake, so they end up in the same location and then we have a surprise wedding down the track and she becomes a nanny and it's really good and really fabulous, so go read it. (laughs) 
Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes. And I just want to mention that while I was writing this, my grandson was the exact same age as um, Jamie. So if I ever just kind of wondered what, uh, you know, 21 month old, 22 month old, whatever was going to act like, I just needed to look next door and go, oh, like that, because they had just that much fun <laughs> on car trips with him. And uh, yeah, so much of little Jamie comes from uh, next door. Oh, that's, that is adorable. <laughs> I had one, one of my children was very good at car trips mm -hmm. and the other one was terrible. Bizarrely, the one who's terrible is now like a thousand plus kilometers away on a driving holiday, adores <laughs> driving, but was terrible as a toddler in the car. So there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> there you go. All right, so my first one is Shadows at Dusk by Elizabeth Goddard. Um, and this is a follow-on to Cold Light of Day, which we did an episode on. And I didn't pull a Norel to go see what number it was. <laughs> months ago. Can, um, yeah, a few it would months be ago. In the, it'd probably be in the early one. Was it this year? Was it, it was this year. It was, I think it was. I think it was. Yes, anyway. that's the early 100s then, because yep. we hit 100 around Christmas-ish 2022. Or just, or just search Story Chats, Elizabeth Goddard, it'll pop right up. Probably, but also there are playlists on YouTube, and so it would be on one of the playlists that is All author interviews, um, so you could find it that way too. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, I did look it up. It says episode 108. I did look. I looked See? down at my notes. You're right, no, <laughs> <laughs> um early 100s indeed that's right so yeah. you do get to see the hero and heroine from that book briefly in uh this follow-on which is nice but if you didn't know who they were it would not matter at all they're not a huge part of the story and you don't really have to know anything about their history to understand this story so it completely stands alone um new places in alaska which is fun um sort of off the cruise ship path, <laughs> uh, which is also really nice. And um, this is Carrie is a Bush pilot. She has a troubled past and it's coming for her. And uh, Trevor is a police officer from, I want to say Montana or something. And he's come to Alaska to try and figure out what actually happened to his sister who was um, killed previous to the book starting uh in Alaska and he's not getting the answers that he needs so um they they can help each other out as they're each trying to face their own sort of issues from the past um it's a little more suspenseful I would say than Cold Light of Day was um but I would still it doesn't tiptoe into thriller it's still very much romantic suspense um the romance is there. It's a necessary part of the story. It's not a thriller. So, uh, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Yep. Because Carrie was in the first one, wasn't she? She was quite an intriguing she's, character. Yeah, she's the first mm. pilot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I forgot she was in the first one, but yeah, she was. <laughs> now that you say that. Yeah. That's, it's on my wish list. Yeah. I've just got too many books on my wish list. Right. It's oh, on my list yeah. to read at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> oh. What's next, Valerie? Um, one more story from Once Upon a Story Night. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is called One Sweet Christmas by Laura Ashwood. And it is indeed a very sweet Christmas. You have a workaholic, Sam, who works for an aud auditing company overseas. So he's wrapping up this really big audit just a couple days before Christmas, 
I don't remember where. London, I think. Anyways, he's not going to make it home for Christmas, but oh well. I mean, he's very busy and he's very important, right? It's too bad, though, but <laughs> that's just how life goes. And then his mother has a heart attack. And all of a sudden, um, work isn't quite as important as it was five minutes ago. Sure. And he hops a plane and heads home. And I did not write down where home is. Sorry about that. But somewhere in the U.S. Okay. Um, and there he meets Allison, who is his mom's nurse. She's very kind. She's very compassionate. And she's just she's just like there throughout the long, dark night, you know, checking in on him as well as on his mom. So, you know, he's got this little soft spot for her. So he his siblings show up and you find out that they were actually a very close family at one time. And Allison, you find out, really has no family. And so she just can't understand why somebody would avoid hanging out with this clearly awesome family. And so this is kind of a point of contention between them, but also what draws them um, to each other. Anyways, it really was a very sweet story. So that was a well-named uh, novella. And if you haven't read anything by Laura Ashwood, then that's a great place to start. Norell? What you got? Okay. Well, I'm going to continue the Christmas novella themes and talk <laughs> about um, a collection called The Christmas Box by Jessica Wakefield. And Jessica Wakefield is an Australian author, and this is her debut book, effectively, her novella collection, which is very exciting for Jess. And it's three novellas that are set in three decades. So I'm not, so it's not historical. So I mean, this is waiting <laughs> So the first one is um, 1995 called Braving Christmas. It's set in Kansas in a small town. And this is a Friends to More story and it's where Amy and Chris uh, need to save his family's um, Christmas tree farm. That's the first one. The second one is called Risking Christmas. So this is set 10 years later in 2005 in Connecticut. And this has one of my favourite tropes. You know, I like Stranded Together. So we're stranded together in a blizzard and it's Christmas. So that ticks big boxes for me. And he's a chef who needs, who wants to set up and get a new restaurant going and she is the food critic who pretty much destroyed his um career in it yes so oh. you can imagine that it's kind of got an enemies to love thing as well that's also a very cute and adorable story and the, all of them are connected by this Christmas box as well so you'll find this Christmas box box will appear in all store all of the stories and the third one I'll talk about which is the most contemporary which is 2015 and it's called Faking Christmas and this one's set in New York City it's a, obviously a fake relationship from the um, title and Antonia is Greek and she's being pressured by her Greek mother and all her aunties that she needs to get married and have children and to make matters worse her sister has just got engaged and she's got this engagement party to go to at the family's Greek restaurant of course no one to take with her no plus one and she yeah and she's also lost her job she was a um, clothing manager at um, a store a chain store like Macy's or department store mm -hmm. and so she's now having to um, do casual um, let's dressed up as a Christmas elf work with Santa so she's really unhappy because her mother thinks that that would be like the worst thing in the world would be to work in a costume and so that's what she's secretly doing 
And that's where she meets the hero. So the hero is Dylan. He happens to be an accounts manager at Macy's, which she doesn't tell him, and that has interesting consequences. And he's <laughs> there with his adorable niece who's really shy about meeting Santa. And, and then Antonio is really, really good with the niece, and that catches Dylan's attention. So they start talking, and then um, he ends up being her plus one, and off we go on a lovely, very quick but very sweet Christmas romance that has a Christian worldview. So um, there is a little baby Jesus that appears in the book as well. So it's, uh, I mean, in short novellas, you never get a very big faith element because there's just not enough room for it. But it definitely is underpinned by a Christian worldview. So I recommend that if you're looking for sort of that hallmarky, sweet Christmas vibe type stories, it's a really fun collection. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, so I haven't uh, actually read any Christmas books yet this year. <laughs> and I might not. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, my goodness. So my next one is... Are you allowed to admit that on air? I think so, because this isn't a Christmas book podcast. It's just a Christian well, romance podcast. <laughs> right, but like in the middle of December here. I know. I mean, that's okay. If you're not going to read them... <laughs> I just, I just can't even. Okay, carry on. All right. Uh, is Seaside Cowboys Marriage of Convenience by Alexa Verde. Um, I don't remember why I grabbed it, but for whatever reason, I I think it was, she might've had a book bub deal on it and it was 99 cents or something. And it looked, I always enjoy Alexa's books. So yeah, it looked fun. And then I put it up to the top of my list because I was hoping with Seaside uh, that it might be in California. And would count as a book for our episode on California coming up, but alas, it is not. So is it, is it in Texas? Is it Texas? It's actually, I think, South Carolina. Okay. Oh my goodness, you're yeah. way off. Yeah. So, um, where it is doesn't actually matter all that all that much to the story. Um, because it's not California, right? Yeah, it is uh, just fun and sort of light. You've got an orphaned heiress. Um, who who grew up uh with her uncle raising her um and she, she has been this is clearly part of a series which i didn't realize but it it was fine i i was fine but she knew people and so the veterinarian who comes from this big family that lives on a ranch which is where the cowboy comes from he's not a literal cowboy he's a veterinarian um and he is and completely just completely smitten with her uh from page one of the book already and um she has family secrets but her uncle's getting ill and he's like his last wish is to see that she's happily married um so she and the Pride veterinarian and trope for romance yes um <laughs> she and the veterinarian uh she asks if he'd marry her and he's like yeah so um anyway it's adorable it has tiny little suspensey push pushes in there um but it's not suspense it's more just like the conflict is external more okay. so you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's not so much internal conflict it's not relationship conflict it's an external conflict um, yeah. it was not super angsty, which I really appreciated because I've not been in the mood for crazy angsty books lately. Um, it was, it was just fantastic. Which is why you picked up an Elizabeth Goddard. Um, carry on. Well, it's romantic suspense, which is not, <laughs> it's, it's different 
difference between there's a difference. There's an episode for us. The difference between suspense and angst because it's very different. <sighs> yeah, it is very different. I <laughs> just couldn't resist yeah. though. Um, and and you know, with Alexa's books, you always have a solid faith arc. Um, there, you know, there's it's always there. Um, it was just really it was a nice read, and I was glad that I got it. Um, enjoyed it a lot. Last well, my one. third, my yep. third book is also yes. a Christmas book. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Valerie and I are carrying story chats for right. Christmas. It's all good. We can oh. carry the load. Yep. <laughs> uh, this one is by Laurie Sword. Um, maybe it's the mistletoe. So this is not from the uh, Once Upon a Story Night box, just to clarify that. Okay. So Annie spends a lot of time at the retirement center trying to make her grandfather's life easier after grandma passed away. And grandma's passing had been fairly sudden, all things considered. <laughs> and she used to be very, very active in there, uh, both in the retirement center, but also in the small town. She volunteered for a whole lot of things. Um, Annie is not really like her grandmother. She's not, uh, she's not accomplished. People don't look up to her in the same way. So she feels like she's really starting from way back. But, um, and worst of all, she's really kind of a klutz in the kitchen. And so she keeps going into the kitchen at the retirement center to make a treat for all the old people. And she sets fire to the place, not once, but no. twice over a few Oops. of the early chapters. <laughs> Yeah. Oops. Oops. So the love interest mm -hmm. is the chef, the firefighter. Oh, the firefighter. Okay. Ah, it has <laughs> to be the firefighter. <laughs> so uh, his name is Jackson. He's called out. He's called to put out the fire. And then he finds himself volunteering to help Annie put on this Christmas festival that her grandmother used to put on. And it's partly just kind of to keep an eye on her and make sure she doesn't burn anything else down because now, now we're on the second fire in the retirement <laughs> center kitchen. So I'm not, it's, it's billed as a rom-com and I'm not generally huge on, um, on klutzy being funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think, I think this one still, it passed that for me. Um, there was the the klutzy bits and you're like, oh, seriously, I saw her just turn <laughs> that pot on and walk out and get distracted. I know what's coming next, but it wasn't that whole ha ha, watch me trip over my own two feet again and again and again doing this. You know, it was different. Yeah. So I did enjoy it. it. It possibly even made me smile a few times, um, which which is a bit of a feat. I'm sorry, rom-com <laughs> authors. You've got a lot of hard work to do. And I don't envy you that, um, but it's it's the story of Annie and Jackson as they get past that first um, meeting and the second one and <laughs> put on this this Christmas um, gala for the town. So it's very sweet. That's fun. That sounds hmm. excellent. Uh, that's everybody, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we <laughs> would love to know what you've been reading lately. Uh, Christmas stories, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you haven't been reading Christmas stories. It does not mean your heart is three sizes too small. It just means <laughs> you haven't read any Christmas stories. Um, you be the judge. Well, exactly. Tell us in the comments. 
Thank you for joining us at Story Chats today. Um, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash storychats. You can leave comments on our YouTube channel or the Facebook page. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And we will look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>